This is the Rundown Pod, a podcast about podcasts. I'm Roger Clark, with an E, announcer and co-host for this production. And now, a man who needs no introduction. That is, if you are waiting in line to order a half rack of ribs at the Jurassic Pork food truck in Baltimore, Maryland, Mr. Paul Clifford. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fourth episode of The Rundown Pod. On today's episode, we have two podcasts we'll be looking at. The first one, Death, Sex, and Money, an NPR podcast hosted by Anna Sale. And in the episode we'll be looking at, she'll talk to a uh, retired NFL cornerback, um, Dominique Foxworth. And uh, he talks about playing for the University of Maryland and uh, and some other things about his career. He moves on. Now he's in Harvard Business School. But um, uh, it's an interesting podcast, and we got some interesting clips from that one. And the second uh, show we'll be looking at is Here's the Thing, and that's an Alec Baldwin podcast and uh, produced by WNYC. And Alec Baldwin, well-connected man, and very interesting conversations, long-form conversations with some of his friends that he's made over his numerous years in the business. He still lives in New York and talks to uh, the people there. Um, let's just let's dive right in with Death, Death, Sex, and Money, a podcast about those three subjects, and we'll listen to the intro of one of the podcasts. And uh, I think it's a very informative intro, and it kind of tells a little bit about what the podcast is about. This is Death, Sex, and Money. It's death walking on the beach. The show from WNYC about the things we think about a lot. So that's where my priorities are right now. Sex. And need to talk about more. Keep the small bills on the outside and call me if anyone gets drunk. I'm Anna Sale. Dominique Foxworth used to play in the NFL. Defense for the Baltimore Ravens, the Atlanta Falcons, and the Denver Broncos. He was also president of the NFL Players Union for two years. When we spoke, he was ending the summer in Baltimore, the city where he grew up, before starting his second year at Harvard Business School. I was in New York, but we've been in the same place before. I was at the 2004 Gator Bowl in Jacksonville, Florida, and I was rooting for West Virginia. Sorry about that. Yeah. Do you remember the score? Uh, I know we had 40-something, and I believe you guys were in the single digits or maybe like the teens. <laughs> That's right. No, 41 to 7. Yeah, it was a good game. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so in this episode, she she talks to the former NFL cornerback, and um, it's kind of an interesting because she goes a little deeper. She talks about um, he went to the University of Maryland, a predominantly white school, and uh, he talks about his girlfriends, some of the mistakes he's made and how he's matured. And what it's like to have <clears throat> that fame early on um, at the University of Maryland and then the money afterwards and what it does and how it strains his relationships with his friends who he had when he was poor or even before he went to college and became famous. So um, let's listen to a quick quote. Um, again, another another little clip from the show. I kind of I think I used it to justify some of the things that that I would do you know so I, I wasn't like the the best boyfriend or the best everything at the time and I think I would use things like that like well they're just after me because they just want to be close to to the football guy or they just think that I'm in great shape and I'm like this stereotypical like oversexed black male and they want to give that a try but they don't actually 
want to take me seriously. So, I mean, whatever. I don't care if, like, I am with her and her friend and don't think much about it. You know, so I think I was aware of it to the extent that it gave me cover, you know. I, um, interesting topic. I think, I think a lot of times when you, um, when, especially if you're in college or high school and you see the, the people who are, or, you know, socially pretty popular, it's easy to hate them then because you're like, God, what did they, they do to deserve that? But I, I, it's kind of interesting when, when, the, when they're more mature, they're older in life and you listen to them talk about it and you're like, well, anybody in those situations would have made this similar, you know, probably similar choices and then come to regret them later. As uh, as Dominic does, at least if they're a uh, you know wise wise older person, they'll regret them. They'll they'll understand why they made the choices they did and regret them. And uh, he's he comes across extraordinarily likable and uh, and sensible in the in the podcast. And it, it seems like a great podcast. Some of her her other podcasts are, are equally as uh, informative and interesting, and kind of give you the perspective of various personalities in the world. Let's listen to one last clip before moving on to our second podcast. So playing on a winning college football team is sort of like being a rock star, along with the other 125 guys on the team. You're growing up together, learning how to deal with celebrity together, but none of you are making any money. A moment I'm really interested in is, is that transitional moment. You know, University of Maryland was good when you were there, but there were just a very few of you who went on to the NFL. Right. After you graduated, <laughs> did you talk about that with your teammates? The reality of when you play for the NCAA, you do not get paid, and right. just uh, very few of you are looking forward to a, a massive payday. And his his answer, let me tell you, to that question is is really interesting, and he and he tells a little story about a friend he had, and uh, I li- I like it because it's easy because. We don't we don't get put in a lot of these situations that strain our friendships to like these breaking points. Like that is an amazing question because if you're playing, if you're if you're on a team with someone, many of us who played sports were I was I played sports, but there was no danger that I would ever play professionally. And you know to think that hey, if you're at that high level and you're right on that cut line, how how much it would piss you off if you were below the cut line and your buddy were above it because you would feel like the, it was somewhat unfair, especially if it was due to an injury or something. And then they hit the jackpot. You don't. Uh, and cry me a river, right? This is a uh, you know rich first world problems, and and then you compare it to you know someone who's living in in the Sudan or or poor parts of India. I'm getting a little preachy, and I'm sorry. So with my preachiness, I just want to give a full thumbs up to Anna Sale and Death, Sex, and Money. Listen to it. Download it. Listen to a couple episodes. If you don't like it, you know what? Blame me. Give me some feedback. Say, hey, Paul Clifford, you suck. All right, let's do a segue to our second podcast, and that's called Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin. All right, everybody knows who Alec Baldwin is, a famous, famous, famous movie star of small screen and big screen formerly married to uh, Kim Basinger, lever of uh, foul-mouthed messages for his uh, 12-year-old at the time daughter, and uh, was on 30 Rock. But everybody, I don't want to say everybody loves Alec Baldwin, but uh, it's hard not to like him. Let's just put it that way. He's, 
It's hard not to kind of fall prey to his charms. So with that in mind, let's listen to the first clip from Here's the Thing. Oh, and as a little bit of setup, he's interviewing in this episode that we're looking at. He's interviewing Paul Simon. So uh, here you go. This is Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Here's the Thing, my chance to talk with artists, policymakers, and performers, to hear their stories, what inspires their creations, what decisions change their careers, what relationships influence their work. On Sunday nights in the late 90s and early 2000s, you would hear this in homes all over the country. All four of its actresses became major stars, most notably the show's narrator and my guest today, Sarah Jessica Parker. Did, did I say Paul Simon? I meant Sarah Jessica Parker. It's easy. He's basically the list of people he interviews is just, you know, star after star after star. And so it's easy to forget. It's easy to forget. He's well connected. So uh, let's have uh, Roger Clark with an E chime in on uh, his, his, uh, his thoughts on here's the thing my lord that man has a set of pipes his voice could spread butter on a piece of toast mm. yeah that that is true his uh his gravelly bass voice does uh does uh, have a uh, have a way about it so it's, it's got that voice of authority alec baldwin's voice so let's listen to the second clip and this time i assure you he actually is talking to paul simon previously of the duo paul simon and garfunkel I don't think they were called Paul Simon and Garfunkel. I just think it was Simon and Garfunkel. But man, you know, that's why I love this show because nothing, and I mean nothing, hits the cutting room floor. We take this in one take and we motor through. And if I say Sarah Jessica Parker instead of Paul Simon or Paul Simon instead of Sarah Jessica Parker, if I mess up Simon and Garfunkel's name, it doesn't matter because we're just going through. I'm like a snowplow heading, heading all the way to wherever that snowplow's going. I'm not stopping. There could be a small deer in the way. I'm just going. Mm-hmm. Actually, that doesn't make any sense because generally deer are born in the spring. So by the time the snowplow would be going through, the deer would no longer be small. They'd be full grown. I've said too much. Diamond has 12 Grammys. And in 2007, he became the first recipient of the Library of Congress's Gershwin Prize for Popular Song. Paul never stops working on his music and he brought a CD of some of his latest songs to our interview. I guess it's an album. You know, I don't even know what it is anymore because I'm, I'm working on a group of songs, and I've been working on them for a long time. And, uh, and I'm also working on different sounds. And, you know, as you combine things from different places uh, and you find a way of expressing yourself by doing that, there's something calming about that. It's good, and it sort of spills you into the rest of your life. And, you know, Paul Simon, he's, he's a slow talker. And in fact, Paul Simon, I did not... I mean, I like Paul Simon. Don't get me wrong. But I found some of the other interviews a little bit more uh, compelling. Paul Simon has this low, this slow metronome voice, and he doesn't like to reveal much. He's very guarded. Whereas other people, you're more... It's more interesting to hear uh, uh, an interview with someone who just lays it out on the table. But I think Paul Simon is probably, you know, he's been in this public spotlight since he was, what, 17 and a half. So he probably has a little bit more of a guarded persona because he's been burned by, burned, burned by the, you know, the world at large more, uh, more than most of us. He is still married, though, to Edie Brickell from Edie Brickell and the New Bohemian. 
Um, that's uh, what, do, what do you think, Roger? What do you think about Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin? The guests on the show include Paul Simon, Dustin Hoffman, yep. David Blaine, yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah. I could go on, but it would just underscore how ridiculously connected Alec Baldwin is. Who have you had as a guest? Well, who, who have I had as a guest? I, I don't have guests. I'm not ridiculously. That hurts. Damn it. Damn it, Roger. That hurts. But he does. I, I, you know, I listened to also the, the, the one with uh, Penn Jillette. And Penn Jillette likes to talk about himself a lot, but he's, he has an interesting personal history and, and not bad, you know. You might want to kind of like fade it out. You know, listen to the first half hour and you like get a mouthful of Penn Jillette. Maybe that's enough. But uh, hey, Roger, I think I could be... Uh, I think I could do, no, I couldn't do what Alec Baldwin does, but I could talk in a voice that, that like, hi, my name is Paul Clifford, and you're listening to Here's the Rundown Podcast. No, no, it doesn't work for me. But anyway, this week I give Here's the Thing with Alec Baldwin a, a strong thumbs up, and I also give Sex, Death, and Money a strong thumbs up. I should probably start reviewing ones that I give a strong thumbs down to. I don't think I've disliked any of the podcasts that I've reviewed. Um, but if you'd like to give me feedback, please, at RundownPod on Twitter or Paul at RundownPod.com is my email. Uh, maybe someday I'll do a Facebook page. But uh, for right now, I don't have that. And we come out twice a week, in case you were wondering, Mondays and Thursdays. So for Roger Clark with an E, I'm Paul Clifford. And this was The Rundown Pod. Oh, yeah. I think I can talk like Alec Baldwin if I just try some more. I think I can talk. <clears throat> I think I can talk.